I can't, I can't, like if you change the word can't to won't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I can't do a pull-up. Yeah. I won't do a pull-up. No, I can't pick up my kids from school today. Yeah. No, 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 no. Say that, if this is a choice. You can pick up your kids from school today. I won't pick up my kids from school today. Mm-hmm. That will change the ball. Game. That re- eliminates mm. self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. Like, I, I can't do that pull-up program. Yep. No, I won't do that program. I can't eat clean. No, you won't eat clean. You can do all of these things. I can't run a marathon. No, you're choosing not to run a marathon. You, I, I promise you, every single... There's people without legs that run marathons. You can run a marathon. Say you won't. Don't say you can't. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run. Always chasing, never stopping. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. As always, I have invaded Ben's office. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Thanks, Pat. Good. Today we're going to continue something that we actually started quite a while ago and then I completely forgot about and we've we've recently picked them back up, which is breaking down the five factors of health into their component parts and really looking uh, at the principles that, that sort of underpin those things. So as always, uh, as we have these conversations, I'd love for you to just give us a quick overview, um, one or two minutes on what are, what, are, what are the five factors? Why do we care about them? Yeah. So these are the factors that we put into play that you have control over that can move the needle in terms of your health, wellness, dot, 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 fitness, well-being, whatever you want to call it. Um, they are how your nutrition, um, your training or your movement. So how you eat, how you move, how you sleep, how you think, and how you connect with other people. Mm-hmm. Each of those factors drastically has major impacts on your overall health. The doctor will always say, you know, um, I, we need to get joined, start an exercise program and eat better. And that's a great start, but it doesn't tell all the factors. If you're not doing these other things, you could be digging yourself even a deeper hole because now you're getting up earlier to work out yeah. and you're more stressed. And you're so you have to put these things together in one, on, all on the plate together and look at them all together and how they interact. You yeah. can't just move one lever because they'll affect the others. Mm-hmm. Got it. So today we have done previous episodes on a handful of these. Today we're going to talk about. Um, the way we think or mindset, however you'd like to put it. Um, we're going to break down or we're going to look at the 10 principles of mindset. Love it. Right? First one, prior- prioritize first things to be first. Yeah. So this, um, you know, one of the, the founding books that I've set my whole kind of life and practice and business and around is Stephen Covey's, you know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Well, yep. the first habit of that is put first, first things first. It's so important that he actually actually pulled that chapter out and wrote a whole nother book called First Things First. Mm-hmm. This what this means is that you can work really hard. You could be doing um, busting your tail, but really not moving forward. So the analogy is, yeah, we're climbing the ladders of our careers, we're climbing the ladders of our um, health, we're climbing the ladders of our relationships, but are those ladders leaning against the right walls? And we really have to kind of step back and look at what's the, what is the, we're really trying to create. Is this really the most important thing we should be focusing on now? 
the other thing that goes in play here is that Eisenhower matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, um, you know, urgent versus important things. And it's so easy to get caught up in these urgent things, which are, you know, I have to pick up the kids from school. I have to um, pay the bills. I have to um, go grocery shopping. I have to um, answer my emails. I have to do the voicemails. I have to make those four phone calls. Those are all urgent things. Yes. And some of them do need to get done. But if you don't step back and actually look at the things that are truly important in your life and actually ask yourself those questions, you're just going to be spinning your wheels and spinning your wheels. So instead, step back and what are what is it that I'm trying to create with my life? Like really, am I trying to be the best basketball player that ever lived? Am I trying to ha- be um, a really great dad? Am I trying to be a millionaire? Am I trying to leave a legacy? Like when you ask yourself those questions, then it leads you to be able to put the first things that are going to move the needle in those directions first. Don't just do to do. Like step back, ask yourself, what is it that you're trying to create with your life? And then what is truly most important to you? Your values. Mm-hmm. If you have those things in place, all of a sudden it help guide a lot of the decisions and actions you make every single day. Instead of just like next fire, next fire, next fire, you can actually step back and look at this thing in totality. How do you make sure that you your actions actually align with that? How do you make sure that when all of the urgent things are coming, yep. like like what are the it, mechanisms yeah. that you can put in mechanisms. place? Mechanisms, let's, let's put it into actual, so one of the things I have is my family is very important yep. to me. And I will prioritize, actually list in order the orders of priorities in my life. So when it comes down to making a decision, it's already made for me. I don't get to make the decision because there is no decision. One of the things I've said is my family is the most important thing to me. Now, it's not the only thing to me because I still have a career. I'm still a coach. I'm still a friend. I still work on my own health, wellness, and fitness. So those other things are still important to me, my own learning and growth and everything else. So those things still happen. But if it comes down to one of those other things or my family, my family comes first. So what's an actual mechanistic way? What's a true example? At 5.30 every single day, if I have emails left unread that I haven't done, I still leave the, I still leave work. Mm-hmm. I don't sit there. It's not a decision anymore because what I've said is when I was able to take this 10,000 foot view and said, first things first, me being home by six o'clock every day with my family with no phone, no computer, no work obligations whatsoever. I've said that's one of the guiding bright lines, lines in the sand. This is what I'm going to hear my life to. Mm-hmm. And if I know that, then all of a sudden there's no decision. 5.30, 5.35 comes around and I haven't got through my emails, computer goes down, walk out the door. Mm-hmm. And it's such an easy thing for me now because I know what first things first are. If I didn't know what came first, answering these emails from yeah. my customers and my clients and business partners, and I thought that that might be first things, well, now I got to, shoot, like, I, should I go home or should I answer mm-hmm. these emails? Stress, like, yeah. oh my God, and now I'm not doing anything well. Yeah. Tim Ferriss talks a lot about figuring out what are the decisions that you can make that eliminate thousands of other decisions. Yeah, I love that. Right? right? So that's what yes. you, that's basically what you just did. Like you, you don't, one, there's no more decisions. You, you made the one decisions. decision. Yeah. And uh, nutritionally, that is also helpful, right? When you make the one decision to not eat bread, you don't, every time you see bread, have to continue to make. Absolutely. Am, am I going to eat bread today? Am I not going to Absolutely. It? Yeah. Uh, second one, develop a growth mindset. So this has to be like, maybe this is even number one, right? Yeah. But you have to realize that what, everything that you can now do as a human being, you learned. Like you didn't know how to walk. 
talk, read, ride a bike, do a pull-up, like like everything that you can now do, you learned to do. Yet we have this inherent thing in our society, which is like you are born with a certain fixed amount of talent in certain areas. Patrick, you're going to be an artist. You know, Joey, you're going to be an athlete. Sally, you're so creative. Billy, you struggle in school. Like, And we're told like from the earliest ages, like this is who you are. You're fixed with it. Do the best you can with the cards you've been dealt. Well, everything from like, you know, epigenetics, like all the light switches you can turn on and off to express certain genes. Like you, like whether you get cancer or not is not dictated by your genes. If that's not, like your ability to read is not. I grew up with a fixed mindset because I was raised that way with in certain facets of my life. In terms of school and athletics, it was you struggle in school, you pick up certain sports really well. Mm-hmm. Like that was just one of the things. So I thought that I was not good at school and was not a good reader. Well, it wasn't until I started reading to my kids every single night that all of a sudden like, holy crap, if I actually read out loud every single day for three or four years, you actually become a pretty good reader. Mm-hmm. Well, crap, like, yeah, no kidding. It takes practice. It's not about some people have to work harder in certain areas than others, for sure. Yeah. Some people are born with a little head start or a little pullback, but that doesn't mean this is the fixed areas of your life. So if you realize that you can be a lifelong learner and you can move the needle in all these different areas, all of a sudden, if you want to be lean, if you want to be a business person, if you want to be a good artist or sculptor, if you want to be a musician, you can do any of those things. It's not what you're born with. It's not about being, it's about becoming. Mm -hmm. Love that. Third one, focus only on what you can control. So like Stoicism 101, right? Yeah. Not just Stoicism, like life 101, yeah. like the, the serenity prayer, like for Alcoholics Anonymous, like God, give me the wisdom to understand the things I, oh man, I'm going to butcher it, um, to understand the things I can and not control and the the courage the, to make yeah. the decisions on what, dot, dot, dot. But like it's everywhere. And this is, you know, I t- we talk about all of this on this podcast and people seem to understand it fairly well until it becomes challenging, mm-hmm. right? And people have a hard time when it becomes challenging. So I get it. I can't control the weather. Got it. Like they, they're okay with that one. But what about my kid not getting into the school he wants? Like, I feel like I, man, that sucks. Like, man, I want like that. No, 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 you can't control. You got to, just like the weather, you got to be able to let go of the other ones. And if what happens is when you let go of all these things that you can't control, you're left with just a few. Mm-hmm. And those few things are the process, the process for you to create exactly what you want out of your life. So what you can control are a few things, right? You can control your efforts, you can control your responses to other people, and you can control... Man, I don't know a whole lot more, yeah. right? Like that's the two things. You can control what you pay attention to, the effort you put into things, and how you respond to outside events. Mm-hmm. You can't control if you become paralyzed from the waist down. Unfortunately, that could happen, but you control your response to it. You can't control whether Billy makes it into Princeton or not, but you control your response to it. Mm-hmm. And what you find out is if you start to focus on those things that you can control, all of a sudden... The other things that were kind of loud and noisy start to diminish. 
you get more focused on those things. And all of a sudden, those things start to take control of themselves. Yeah. People that have a lot of drama and conflict in their lives are stressed out to the max. Well, they're focusing on all these things they can't control. That's what creates drama. Did you hear what Sally said? That bitch. I can't believe she said that. Well, you're focusing. Now you're focusing on all these things. There's more stress in your life. If you focus instead on your response to Sally, which should be, Sally, go do your thing. I'm going to do mine. I'm going to lean in even harder. Actions speak louder than words. I can't even hear what you're saying because your actions are speaking so loud. Like show it with your actions and your intentions and your effort. Mm-hmm. Next one. And it's it. this always happens with these lists is that they're so, these are all so interlinked and, and, and related. The next one, uh, the, you sort of started talking about a little bit, but it's grind through obstacles. Yeah, so when things pop up and that are in your way, this has everything to do, this is grit, right? Yep. So there's a cute few, like there's basically a book about every single one yep. of these things, right? <laughs> yeah. First things first, grit, yep. like growth mo- mindset, mindset, like yep. there's a book for each of these. Yep. So um, grit, the idea behind this is kind of crazy, yeah, right? So I'm, I'm thinking that. about the rest of the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the idea behind this is grit is passion and perseverance over a long period of time, yeah. right? Which is like, you got to, find something that you love and big thing is like how do people find their passion like you don't find your passion your passion finds you Mm -hmm. so just start doing things and when you find something you enjoy do it more and when you get into something now all of a sudden you become like like you're like uh maybe i'll try and like play guitar and you start playing guitar and you're like yeah like it's just not speaking to me i don't it's not me like cool like don't keep like that's the idea is don't don't never quit anything that you start right, like right. let's find the next thing and like okay and like um i'm gonna try sculpting and okay, i don't like that and you try like okay i'm gonna try volleyball and all of a sudden like volleyball is like wow man like there's just something about it like cool like now that you found something let's keep going and keep going and because you tore your acl your sophomore year of high school doesn't mean you stop volleyball it gives you an opportunity to even dig even deeper and work on your leadership skills and game theory and start working with the coach and understand substitution patterns and game film and look at every single obstacle as an opportunity to further your development, further your growth. It's so easy to look at a little bump in the road and think it's something that's going to derail you and throw you off the road. It's not at all. The person that has to go up the rocky side of the mountain when they get to the top is the person with the greatest skill set. If you go up the smooth side of the mountain, you don't have any skills when you get there. You had a smooth road. This is athletes that um, are just like the most talented in high school because they think that that talent is fixed and Mm -hmm. they have fixed mindsets. When they get to college and everyone's on that level, they haven't had to work and grind and overcome obstacles. They haven't had to have a season where they went the first three games where they lost the first four games. They didn't have an injury that sidelined them for the entire year. It was all just sunshine and rainbows. All of a sudden they get to college and everyone's talented and they ride the bench for the first four games, which their team loses. And they start going off on the, like, because you haven't had any obstacles man like we want obstacles they're the ones that develop you we expect adversity and we expect to overcome it it's not a bad thing the goal is not to avoid adversity hardship or obstacles it's to know that they're coming and when they come have the ability to respond to those things appropriately and sometimes the obstacles are the point it's like the obstacles of the way. <laughs> it's like, uh, the next one is my personal favorite, and you've you've alluded to it a little bit already, but it's own your attention. 
So this is about own your attention is what you pay attention to. So there's so many distractions out there now from the cell phones to the email to um, the media to everything. Everyone is vying for your attention. It's the reason that Google wants to make cars. Mm -hmm. Google has no interest in selling cars. They have interest in owning your attention. They want your commute. They want to be able to talk to you and have you pay attention to them while you're commuting. That's how important your intention is that they're willing to invest in self-driving cars. Well, if they're willing to invest that much into your attention, shouldn't we be willing to invest that much in our attention? So the easy thing here is make everything you do intentional. I love, there's two major words I've really focused on this year, intention and perspective. And being intentional with your actions, being intentional with your thoughts, being intentional with your time. Are you sitting down on the couch and turning on the TV because you really need the break and because you've been busting your ass for 80 hours this week and this is the appropriate thing is to disconnect for a little bit of time so you can fire yourself back up? Or are you doing this because it's what you do every single night from six to nine o'clock at night? Mm -hmm. Like one is a habit and one is intentional. It's okay to turn the TV on, totally okay, as long as it's intentional. Same thing with food. Like if you are going for um, out to eat and you're not gonna count your macros, you're just gonna have fun, like that, there's an appropriate time for that if you're being intentional about it. But if you're going to Buffalo Wild Wings for 20 meals a week and ordering the, the potato skins and pitchers of beer every single time you go there, that's not intentional, that's just because it's your habit. If you bring intention and you own your attention from a learning perspective, from a growth perspective, from what you do every single time you walk in the door at work to when you have conversations with people, that's what's gonna move the needle in our life. That's what we end up on our deathbeds looking back on this being like, yeah, that was fulfillment because I spent every waking moment intentionally. Question your self-limiting beliefs. We're human beings. So we, by default, put reserves on ourselves because it's all about being safe. If you remove those things, like the growth opportunities are everywhere. You can't stop saying things that you can't do and look at the things that you can do. Someone gets injured in the gym and they walk in the next day and they're like, man, I can't do anything with my leg. It's like, well, you can do a ton of stuff. Stop looking at the things you can't do and let's look at the things you can do. That's simply a metaphor for everything that we're doing. Like you get into a job, don't think about the things you can't do, think about what you can do. So if you go a mile deep in what you do, Excellence is really hard to keep quiet. Like just dig and go on those things. Don't worry about what these imaginary ceilings. Well, this is my pay grade. This is my roles and responsibilities. This is what I'm supposed to do. Like, like go kill it, man. Go like, forget about these like things that are, you're limiting yourself with. Eliminate the words should, eliminate the words can't, eliminate the words, um, you know, all these things that we like limit ourselves with, let's pop the lid off those things and get really like focus on things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I, I love this thing of like, I, I, I can't, I can't, like if you change the word can't to won't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I can't do a pull up. Yeah. I won't do a pull up. No, I can't pick up my kids from school today. Yeah. No, 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 no. Say that if this is a choice. You can pick up your kids from school today. I won't pick up my kids from school today. Mm-hmm. That will change the ball. Game. That re- eliminates hmm. self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. Like, I, I can't do that pull-up program. Yep. No, I won't do that program. I can't eat clean. No, you won't eat clean. 
You can do all of these things. I can't run a marathon. No, you're choosing not to run a marathon. You, I, I promise you, every single, there's people without legs that run marathons. You can run a marathon. Say you won't. Don't say you can't. Never whine, never complain. Never Man, these are like set up like segues here. Amazing, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like we put you in the audience. It's, those are all cop-outs. Like when you're whining, you're complaining, you're just copping out. You're selling yourself short. You're looking at the negative of everything. You're staring at the obstacle. You're so up close to it. You're so focused on it. You can't see the seven, eight, two dozen different paths around the obstacle. If you instead look, take a step back and don't complain, but see this as an opportunity, man, the obstacle just disappears and it becomes a part of the process. It's just a normal thing we're going to experience. Of course, you're going to be sore. Mm -hmm. If you're like, man, I'm so sore, I can't do it. Like, yes, I get it. Never whine, never complain, never make excuses. If you complain, let me say this, let me reverse this. Positive, when people are positive, when people envision themselves having a good experience, they are faster, they're more productive, and they're more accurate. So this is whether you're a um, concert violinist, an ER surgeon, or a CrossFit athlete. If you envision yourself being excelling, you are better. Like literally in practice, you are better. The opposite of that is if you are not doing that, if you are complaining, if you're looking at negatives, if you are making excuses, if you're whining about things, well, it's really simple. Whine, complain, make excuses. You're not as good as you could be. And the really dangerous thing is the more that you whine, complain, make excuses, the more you see. It's this frequency illusion. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before, but go yeah. like, it's I want to- the same as the attention. Uh, yeah, I want to yeah. buy a red car. Yeah. And also you see red cars everywhere, yeah. right? It's, it's uh, like you start to complain and now so you see more and more things yeah. to complain about. It's yeah. just- it's the way it works. And the really, really crazy thing is, not only do you see more of it, everyone around you sees more of it. Because whining complaints are contagious diseases. Yeah. You go, hey, Ben, what's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm like, shitty. Man, today sucks. You know what happened today? Dot, 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 dot. Well, what happens to your mood? Mm. Like, you drop. Yep. As opposed to someone says like, hey, you say, hey, Ben, how's it going today? And you're like, man, I am grinding today. I am doing my, I'm just like, I got my head down. I'm busting my ass. Like, same thing. Like, yeah. I got stuff, stuff in front of me, but yeah. I'm working really hard on this. Yeah. Like, not sunshine and rainbows. This is not unicorns running in the backyard. You don't have to put rose coverage, you know, you don't have to lie. lie. You don't have to lie, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's reframing. Yeah. What you're doing is you're looking at the opportunities, yeah. not the obstacles. Yeah. And what's cool about that is you just, in that scenario, you just gave me a gift of looking at what's what I'm struggling with in a different way as well. So you, in the same Both way that you're complaining or right? contagious, right? Yeah. That mindset is also contagious. People often wonder like how we've created this complaint-free environment at CFNE. Yeah. It's really simple. I don't complain. Yeah. Practice open-mindedness. So this comes to like, um, yes, being a lifelong learner, like, like if you get in a situation having a growth mindset and all that stuff, but I think it's even beyond that, it's, it might be even stronger. Like, don't judge. Like, be open-minded about everything. So my, Heather, my wife, has like been really kind of like um, instilled this into me. Yep. You know, you see like a parent not being a great parent out in public and the immediate thing you're like is like, 
that poor kid, like, yeah. um, man, they're really crappy parents. When you might just be catching that parent at the one time and everybody's had that one time. Yep. You might be catching them at that one time that they're really having a bad. So don't judge them on that. Similar to that is take it like four or five notches another way. Someone's talking to you about a new theory, a new philosophy, a new way of maybe nutrition, which is everyone feels like the way that, because yep. everyone's been eating three meals a day for their entire lives. They're a nutrition on their, yeah. they're an expert on their nutrition. Well, maybe take a step back and maybe this person has something to offer. Someone's talking to you about a new um, management software, a new leadership tactic, a new something. Like instead of being so quick to judge, like does this fit my frame of reference? Does this fit nicely into the way that I view the world? Mm -hmm. Instead, like just listen, absorb, and see if this is something that you could use in some way, form, or fashion. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be so quick to judge people, thoughts, ideas, or anything in between. Instead, just put the brakes on and ask yourself if this is truly the way you're seeing it. It's one of those, there's so many of these like examples of the way you see things versus the way I see things. Mm -hmm. and it's both correct. Like mm -hmm. these artist renderings of an old yeah. lady and a um in yep. a, a pretty young girl yep. and i could be describing this really old haggard lady and you're like dude like what are you talking about right. like in high school i would have dated this girl and it's like <laughs> right. who are you and we're both describing the right same thing yeah i could be describing a rabbit you describe me a duck but it's the same we just see things differently well realize that people have different perspectives different backgrounds different viewpoints of so many different things you don't need to hammer them over the head. Similar to that, as they're talking to you, don't discount them immediately. See if you can, from every situation, every conversation, every interaction, see if there's something in there that you can learn to help grow you as a person. Transform every have to into a get to. Gratitude, man. It's like just like um, you don't have to pick up your kids. You don't have to cook dinner. You don't have to go to work. You don't have to go to the gym. Those are all things you get to do. And if you just shift that one little thing, all of a sudden life kind of flips itself a little bit. If it doesn't flip, maybe it shifts a few degrees in towards the betterment. You start to realize that you know these things that you feel like you're obligated to do are actually really incredible privileges. And when you do that, it's those contagious things. And it's a frequency illusion. All of a sudden, more things become. Now another obstacle comes up and it's like, I don't have to do that. Man, I get to kind of work through this thing. This is mm -hmm. part of the path. Change have-tos into get-tos. It'll change your life. The last one. Somebody did write a book about this. Uh, Chase Excellence. Ha. So I just believe that um, one of the, the, the fundamental components of being a human being is trying to be better and improve. It's call it evolution, call it whatever you want, but we're supposed to evolve and become better. That's not generation to generation. That is within your lifetime. We are constantly learning, growing, and evolving. I hope to God I'm a lot more of a, a, a better person, I'm a lot more knowledgeable and a lot more um, um, grateful and a lot more um, at peace with myself um, 10 years from now than I am right now. And that's only going to happen if we continue to try to chase excellence. And excellence is, call it what, you know, that can mean different things to other different people. And I hope it does. But to me, it's um, fanatical attention to detail while putting first things first. Mm -hmm. That to me is excellence, right? So if you go into 
a restaurant. You see excellence because there's fanatical attention to the smallest details, but they're not letting the major things go away. Mm -hmm. So the tablecloths are set perfectly. The hostess has the perfect greeting. The menus are amazing. Like the lighting and the music is perfect. Like all those tiny little details. But the big thing, the first thing is, The food is dope, right? (laughs) Right. That's the main thing. If all those things were in place, but the food was crap, it doesn't really matter. So it's fanatical attention to detail while putting first things first. All right, my man. Those are 10 principles of mindset. We will see everybody next week. Thank you. Thank you. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.